Welcome to the Unconventional Podcast, episode 24. That was if, aggressive. If we did, yeah, it was aggressive. If we did one per month, this is two years worth. Wow. But we don't. We do. We try to do one per week, so. Lord, we some try. I try to walk away and I stumble. All right, nice right? and great. Oh, yeah. I try to hide it. It's good. <laughs> Whoa. This Macy Gray ate a goat. <laughs> That's impressive. I'm impressed by the uh, impersonation there. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, on the day of our recording, it is St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Yeah. A little nod to my Irish heritage there. So anyway... Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, Leprechaun Day. Well, let's dig, dig right in, dive right into the um, episode today. First of all, we'd like to thank you again for um, for listening and for sharing and for all of the downloads, which uh, is a bunch by now, um, and we're grateful for it. So thank you. But let's dive right yes, in. Hmm? So yes, we are. Yeah. So we're going to start with a little life update, and I wrote three words down for life update right now. Okay. Baseball. Yes. Baseball. Baseball. And paint, <laughs> paint, paint. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So both boys are playing baseball right now. Uh, Wyatt is playing for Bartlett High School, and their team is not phenomenal yet. <laughs> they are becoming a team. They have a lot of freshmen on the team. Yeah. But they're having a lot of fun doing it. Um, and I think he's very much enjoying it. Yeah, he is. He's loving it. Yeah. He wears number 22. Oliver is eight years old, and he has joined the Bartlett Youth League. He is a, a bulldog as well. And he is number 22 because he wanted to wear the same number as his brother. So how does that make life easy for you, Mom? So all of my Etsy orders will be super easy to make. I can just get one bracelet that says 22. Yeah. One t-shirt that just says 22. And um, I don't have to remember two different numbers. That makes life easy for a mama, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. So anyway, baseball, baseball, baseball. And here on the home renovation, uh, we have basically completed the front side paint of the house yes so when you look at the house from the road it is no longer white with pepto-bismol pink trim correct all that's gone and not just white like it was oh it white. was like yeah it was terrible and then a little bit of gray showing through from the metal siding and so now it is yeah. polar bear white with yep. black trim Yes. It's a very classic colonial style look to the house. And we've gotten some compliments in the neighborhood. Yeah, and I've gotten we, quite a uh, few. We've got the backyard rocking, getting there. Um, you better text me. Backyard mm -hmm. Bash, if you want to be a part of it. 512-845-7986. One of the first weekends in May. Hit me up. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our um, first segment, or second segment today after life update. Combo starter, what you got, Mom? Combo starter. I've got a couple of questions for you. 
Right, well, drop them on me. Which of the seven dwarfs is most like you? Sleepy. What would be your weapon of choice? In what scenario? It Just in general. You could pick any weapon. What would be your weapon of choice that you would go for first? Uh, I'm just going to give two scenarios, okay? Yeah. Because one is not all-encompassing. So, But if you make me just choose one, nine millimeter pistol. Okay. Um, if you're not, if I can just clarify here, if we're talking about like in a battle, like on a battlefield, well then obviously like some sort of AR-15 of that nature, um, would be my preference. But just in general for just to have a weapon, then I will go with what I carry, which is a nine millimeter. Yeah. Fantastic. If I were going to be real like deep dive here or something, I might go like nunchucks or something. Nunchucks, not nunchucks. <laughs> I would probably go with like a cannon. I mean, that's good. But One not of... like home defense. Yeah. See, see what I'm saying? The scenario yeah. that. <laughs> a cannon with home defense would be a little extra. Anywho. Um, if you had an extra $1,000, but you were only allowed to spend it on yourself, what would you buy? Right now, I would buy the hot tub that I want for the back patio. But that would only take up like. That's Half like 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'd probably buy another gun. And probably also a new study Bible. So those three things right there. Okay. Hot tub, a gun, and a study Bible. All right. Last question. Would you rather have tiny feet or very large hands? I'm going to say large hands. Because I have enormously long arms, and tiny little hands would look pretty weird on long arms. <laughs> and tiny feet, I mean, I've had a size 13 since I was about 19 years old, so. <laughs> tiny feet. All of a sudden to have tiny feet. I think tiny feet look very strange on men. Yes. No offense to you tiny-footed men. <laughs> Tiny-footed. Everybody's special in their own unique way, even you, Tiny. <laughs> Big Bear loves you. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to introduce a new segment before our topic of the day. And the segment is going to be called Mount Rushmore. And here's the way it works. Okay. I'm going to give you a subject, and you have to tell me who or what would be on your Mount Rushmore of this subject, that's a, of coffee brands, of country singers. Oh. So on Mount Rushmore, there's four presidents. Okay. So basically, it's basically a, a fun way of asking you what's your top four of all time. Really? I thought so, there were five heads on Mount Rushmore. You better check me on that because I'm pretty sure there's four. Yeah? Let me ask the Googles. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, this is going to happen live. You're not going to edit it out, are you? <laughs> Definitely not editing it out. Let's see. How many of you little fake? Oh, there is only four. I thought so. Okay, so let's get back on track. I want to go there, by the way. Is it South Dakota? I think so. Okay. South or North Dakota? Not exactly sure. Let's figure that out before we get all kinds of bad information out of here. Lord Jesus. Uh, where are you located? It's just now showing me pictures. Russia. Oh, my goodness. Am I going to have to... Conquer this Google task for you here. I got you. South Dakota. South Dakota. 
Yep. What about you, Vercora? That's <laughs> that's from the movie Miracle. But anyway. All right. So what is I'm gonna give you two Mount Rushmores. Okay. What is your Mount Rushmore of soft drinks? Okay, well, right now I am only drinking diet sodas. So Well, hold on. Of all time. Of all there time. There is no way that Diet Coke is on your top four of all time. No. Am I wrong? I don't know. This Diet Pepsi or that sugar-free Pepsi is pretty well up there. Okay, let me, let me well, do whatever. this. It's your list. I guess I'll stay out of it. Okay, Coca-Cola. Okay. Regular Pepsi. Okay. Big Red. Nice. Root Beer. Okay. Who is mm, on your Mount Rushmore of people that you would look to advice for advice in parenting? It could be someone famous, someone that you know. Parenting advice could be someone you follow on Instagram. Parenting advice or parenting style. Mount Rushmore. If you want me to go first, I'll be happy to. Um, Todd Chrisley. Yeah. Steve Harvey. Good. Dr. Phil. Nice. I'm going to go with an Instagram person that I follow because I feel like her and her husband are great parents. They're super easygoing. And I would just kind of like to get a fill. She's the rambling redhead okay. on Instagram. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Chrisley, Harvey, Dr. Phil, the rambling redhead. All right. I'm going to answer both of them. Mount Rushmore of soft drinks. I'm going ginger ale, Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, and give me it. Come on to me. Talk to me. Big Red. Yes. Absolutely. You have to and have Big Red. Root Beer would be if they add a fifth face to Rush. Not Rush. They could put my face up there. That'd be cool. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. With your paint. Y'all should see her right now. She just looks so lovely. Parenting style advice, modeling after... Um, I am going to go with also Todd Chrisley and Steve Harvey. Um, I'm going to deviate beyond that. I love Dr. Phil, but I think I'm going to go with, um, and you probably don't like see a lot of this, but I follow the guy pretty close. Uh, Steve Furtick, Stephen Furtick. Oh, okay. I love the dynamic he has with his kids. Um, pretty cool. And then I'm going to say beyond that. Dr. James Dobson, Focus on the Family. Oh, I have his book called Raising, Raising Boys. Raising Boys, yeah. Yeah. I know, it's right there. I'm looking at it. Very cool. All right, so that's the new segment. I like it. I like that. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Topic of the day. Here it is. We're going to dive into it hard and fast. The life that people live who have had toxic parents. Hmm. How is... A person's life different if they have toxic parents. Now, we could be talking to someone who is 45. We could be talking to someone listening right now, and you might be 14 years old, and you found our podcast because you're friends with Wyatt or Oliver. Yeah. Or maybe I'm your youth pastor. I don't know. Yeah. It could be any of the above. You could have just randomly found us. You could be 50. You could be 72. I don't know what you are, but it remains the same. If you have toxic parents, 
you will live a little bit different life. Actually, a whole lot, a big different life than somebody who has a stable, um, steady, um, well-adjusted, even-tempered, traditional. They might be unconventional, but they're not toxic. Stable parent. Yes. Stable parent. And it doesn't mean that you can't live um, a life full of your dreams fulfilled or a life that looks yeah. normal from the outside, but you are going to have different obstacles that you have to overcome. And mentally, your thought process is going to be different than someone raised, like you said, in a conventional well, home. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you can't achieve everything that anyone else can achieve. Of course not. It just, it's, I think getting there is going to be very different. It's going to be different. I'm going to give you three ways that it's different then 10 things you need to do and one thing to get you out of it. Okay. Nice. So here's the three things. Yeah. Here's the three things. Number one, people who grow up with toxic parents tend to live in a state of survival rather than thriving. Yes. Just barely making it. Yeah. I'm, you'll hear it um, kind of a slang way, man. I'm just trying to maintain. Yeah. I'm just trying to hold it down. You'll hear people say that, right? Yeah. You're just barely making it. No, that's not the life that God promised. And God did not put a caveat in there that you should not live abundant life if you have really crappy parents. Now, before I go much further, I, I want you to, to let go of the guilt. If you have toxic parents, stop making excuses for them. You don't have to hate them, but you should be honest. Okay? You yeah. don't need to feel guilty because you have properly assessed that your folks are just a little bit off. Yep. Okay. Um, and maybe they're a whole lot off, <laughs> but anyway, um, let go of any of that guilt, let go of any of that, try to get a little better by the time you finish listening to this. So number two, on top of being in survival mode, people who grow up with toxic parents tend to feel at home in chaos. Yes. This is something that we've battled with, with Wyatt. Correct. Um, Still battling. Why? Yeah. And, and he has told you that chaos to him just feels so normal that our, we are here at home for the most part, pretty scheduled, um, especially like in our evenings and weekends and stuff. We want him to be planned out for a week. Don't let us know the day of that you need something for school the next day. That's what he's right. used to. And he even, he, I mean, and I he think told to some you, degree, all teenagers are guilty of that. Yes. But he told me, you were about to say this, he told me that he feels at home in chaos. Yes. And that structure and stuff is just so different for him. Not that it's not good for him. It's just something that he's not used yeah. to. So and it's an adjustment. And so it's been something that we've had to work with him on. And you've made like a morning routine That's for right. him. Yes. And like he's got chores and there's set stuff that has to be done every day or every couple of days or weekly, however we have it, because chaos, nothing good ever comes out of chaos. Because I believe that there are not bad kids. Yeah. Wyatt's Instagram used to be bad kid 55. Yeah. Oh my God. I hated that. There are no bad kids. Right. Okay. I full well believe 
And I know there's probably somebody out there saying, oh, I've got a case for you. Okay, bet. I full well believe that my wife and I and our family, Wyatt, Oliver, and all of our support system, it's not just about me and Amanda. Yeah. I believe you could give us some of the worst cases in the foster system. Or if you just know somebody who won't behave and just can't figure it out. Just, I mean, I, I can think of some of these examples right now, but I wouldn't dare say them. I think they could come to live with us and come under our wing as, as, as our children. And I think that within half of a year, in six months, we could have almost any, and I mean above 99% of them, flying straight. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not magic. No, it's not. Number one, people just want to belong. Yes. Bring so many mistakes that people make when they're raising a grandchild or a stepchild or uh, in our case, like an adopted child or a foster or whatever, is they keep this weird separation. Yeah. You may hear Wyatt call me Uncle Jay, but ask him sometime how I refer to him. He will tell you that un he won't say this word, but I'm going to say it unequivocally yeah. <laughs> without any doubt. He knows that he is my son. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't do it, it, it. I know. Well, we're going to stay married. But I wouldn't be a stepfather. I'm a father. Right. I would never run around telling everybody, Oh, I got stepkids, stepkid. I have children. Yeah. Okay. There's so many people out there and maybe some of you listening that are so non-committal about everything, you got to go all in. And the yep. faster you go all in, the sooner the thing will progress. Yeah. Okay. Steve Harvey talks about jumping. I, I do. All right. So you bring a, a kid in and you let them immediately become family. Yes. Now that means you have all the rights and privileges of everybody else who wears McCutcheon as a name in this house. Yep. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're adopted. It doesn't matter if you're natural birth. It doesn't matter if you're a foster kid. It doesn't matter if somehow you were you know, a, a nephew or whatever. It wouldn't make any difference to us. So you can go dig around in that pantry, and I don't have food you can't touch. Right. I don't draw a line on the juice yeah. and say you can't drink past this. By the way, talk about toxic parenting. Let me walk up in a house and you got a line drawn on the juice. <laughs> And I hear people laugh about it, like, oh, dude, that's the way it is. I'll pour your juice in the toilet. I walk in your house and see a line on the juice. Don't buy it if you don't want to drink. You think I'm playing? I will walk straight up in someone else's house and pour their juice in yeah. the garbage can yeah. or down the drain. That's, I, that is so rude. The food thing, and I had friends like this growing up. You weren't allowed to touch their parents' food. Unbelievable. And, like... It was all separate. Now, mine, the only issue that I have with mine is they like to gobble it up in two or three days, like the good snacks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's your problem because I'm not going back to the grocery store yeah, well, for two one, weeks. That's one thing. Ask for, yourself. Yeah. For us, if it's in there, you can have it. You have access to it. Obviously, if it's an appropriate time. If right. I'm cooking dinner, no, you're not snacking. But yeah, it was just always weird to me. And I'm like, okay, boys, like you've got a gallon of Sunny Delight. When it's gone, it's gone. I'm not making a run right. to the grocery store right. just for something. But I've never understood, oh, you can't have that. That's my mom's. Or, oh, you can't have that. That's my dad's. Or...
Oh, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to eat those snacks. Why are they in your right pantry? now? This is a family thing. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> um, you immediately bring bring him in as family. Um, you give duties and assignments, chores, whatever. You give a very simple list of expectations. Yeah. Um, I don't. I never have. We never have had a lot of rules. Um, Wyatt has an exterior door on his room, and it's funny. Um, it's funny. His uncle asked him the other day, so, "What are you sneaking out that that door?" And he replied so beautifully, and he was so sincere. He said, "Uncle, I don't have to sneak out. I just tell Uncle Jay where I'm going." Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. I got a tracker on his phone anyway. I'm gonna find him. Yeah, right. You well, ain't sneaking out because gonna... the phone tells us Wyatt has left home. Yeah. <laughs> but but nonetheless, he likes that arrangement. Yeah. You know, and I can count on one finger the amount of times he's come home after curfew. Yeah. And that's because he was trying to get someone else home to their curfew first. Right. It's kind yeah. of how he is. No, and that's kind of our thing is if everything is done then just tell us, let us know, or just be like, hey, is it okay? Or do you need me for something? I'm going to go over here. He knows what time he has to be home. No, bub, go have fun. You know what time you need to be home. Yeah. As long as all of his stuff is taken care of at home and at school. So we, we have very simple expectations, simple rules. Yeah. Lots of love. Immediately pour into them spiritually. Prayer, Bible reading. Make sure they know that they're family. Get them into the support system, and then it's this crazy thing called love. Just love them. You you spark something. I'm gonna bounce off of this. Come right back to my list. You spark something just in the conversation there that reminded me of something. Mm -hmm. I want to help the parents listening. There are so many frustrated parents because you don't know how to parent teenagers. Yeah. You are still trying to dominate a teenager that is 17 or 16 like they're 12 yes. or 11 or some of them are 15 and you want to treat them like they're 10. Yeah. Okay. You have to understand. Okay. America is the only country I know of that treats teenagers like little bitty children. Okay. Listen, God designed the whole thing. I'm not saying they're adults. I know they're not adults. Okay, I know that they're technically children. But God designed this thing that there's a transition period, especially, let's, let's talk young men, mm -hmm. between when they're little boys, young men, and a grown man. Yeah. Okay, so Wyatt is in no man's land right now. He's not a grown man yet. He's definitely not a little kid anymore. Right. He's a young man. Yeah. And so... I can't hover over him like I will with Oliver. Right. Because Oliver is eight years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I have seen a lot of parental frustration from people that still, and especially if you have multiple kids and like some of your kids are still younger and you're yeah. like still trying to put your thumb on that oldest one. Well, the rebellion you get is because you're not doing it right. Right. And have the humility to hear what a white boy is saying. Mm. And apply it. Yeah. You don't have to be overbearing. It is meant to be a time. Um, it's almost like an engagement in a marriage. Mm -hmm. It's that no man's land of we're not married. 
we're not dating anymore. We're, we're, we're tightening up our commitments. Yeah. We're learning to live together and what it's going to be like when we're married. Right. Yeah. And so there is that phase of the upper, you know, 15 and above really is what I'm kind of talking about where you have to start loosening the grip of control a little bit mm -hmm. and give them more responsibility. If they violate trust, you get treated like a seven year old. Right. If you violate trust, but I've just, I, and I could name names and I could name about five of them mm -hmm. off the top of my head of people that just tried to keep their thumb on older teenagers. And I'm a youth pastor, right? And I've been a youth pastor multiple years since I started in ministry, started in the church world. And I can tell you, I've seen many frustrated parents because they try to keep their thumb, you know, even I love my parents, but my parents tried to do it to me and, and it backfired and it, it caused a problem in our relationship. Yeah. Uh, specifically my dad more than my mom. Um, even when I was in the house, still in high school and 18, he was still trying to, he would still, I'm not mad at him now, by the way. So he, even when I was 17, 18, he would try to um, kind of keep the same sort of rules of when I was 13 and 14. And that was only going to last so long. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't, I still to this day don't understand what the purpose of that was. You know, a lot of times you say, oh, well, when you're a parent, you'll understand. Or then they tell you, well, when you're a parent of a teenager, you'll understand. And then they tell you, well, when you're, you know, 40, 50 years old, you'll understand. I, you know, I'm dangerously close to 40. I'm a parent of a teenager and I still don't get what that was about. And it seems like to me that him being a creature of habit, he didn't want to change the way he was parenting. Right. And so it was more comfortable to have conflict than it was to grow and progress the way it needed to. Oh, yeah. Me and him didn't progress properly in our relationship until about three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just, I had to be such a grown man before that finally all that wore off. Uh, but I honor him. I love him. You know, he served this country. He you know, made sure that I had everything I needed, some of my wants. Yeah. Um, and, and I honor him and I appreciate him and I'm glad that I don't have to wonder who my father is. Right. And, and you know what? He was there. Um, yeah. Nobody's the greatest ever. Right. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Yeah. But I, I think it's important that you loosen up a little bit or you're going to squeeze them all the way unconscious. Yeah. And I think too, like parents are like, well, what do you do if you know they're going out with people that you don't really want them hanging out with, like if they're going to a, like someone who's a problem, here's what we do with Wyatt. We know where Wyatt goes when Wyatt wants to do bad. We've got that figured out. He knows we have that figured out because we've told him, but here's what we do. We sit down with him. We have talks and we say, this is what we expect from you. This is who we see you being as you get older. You can be, you know, whatever, whatever you want to be, son. And we have pep talks with him. And I will say the more we encourage him to, to be a better person, the less he hangs out with people that he shouldn't be. Do we still let him go even though when we know he's going to do bad? 
Absolutely. Yes. Because he's going to have to learn that he's going to have to say, I don't want to be around that person because I don't want to go where they're going. Not my parents won't let me because then the minute that he's out of our house, guess what? He's going to go do stupid. Yeah. And some people would say, well, I wouldn't let him hang out with those people. Look, if the people he's around um, actually end up causing him a real amount of harm. Right. Then not only will I adjust what he is doing, but I will be adjusting what they are doing. Right. And let your imagination run with that one. Let's keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah let's <laughs> so survival, chaos, and then three, detrimental cycles over and over and over and over. In and out of bad relationships, in and out of terrible credit, in and out of excuse making, all this stuff, right? So survival, chaos, and cycles are the three things that people typically live with. And here, here I want to talk just a little bit, maybe one minute here, on what a toxic parent is. A toxic parent is some examples okay. are uh, a parent that is on and off of drugs. Yes. A toxic parent example is like a mother that you have to compete with for who you're dating. Yes. Um, uh, uh, or it could be a father. Yeah. Um, a toxic parent is an abusive parent, maybe. Um, physically, verbally, maybe sexually. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of toxicity there. A toxic parent could be someone that is so classless that they just always make excuses and want you to be beneath them your whole life. Yeah. Um, a toxic parent could have a narcissism problem or an anger or rage problem. A toxic parent could be somebody, maybe they were a teenage parent themselves and they're very immature. Yeah. You know, all of these are examples of what a toxic parent is. Yeah. But I think too, bringing men and women in and out of the home on a regular basis. I think without that, a doubt. Yeah. That, um, that's toxic. Even if you're single moms and dads, your dating life should not come into your home until you have been with this person. I'd say eight months to a year. You want me to blow you away right out of your chair? Oliver is eight years old. He'll be nine next month. Yeah. If you were to get run over by a Bud Light truck tomorrow and die. Can I, can I be Modelo? There would, yeah, <laughs> there kidding. would not be. It, and I know people will probably cock their head sideways and say, I don't believe that. Hide and watch. No, let's not watch I'm it. I'm saying if it were to happen. Okay. <laughs> there would not be a woman introduced to my children until Oliver was 18 years old. Now yeah. you say, oh, man, that's strange, Jason. That's hard. Does anybody listening know who Dr. Laura Schlesinger is? Why do you I ever feel heard like of Dr. I... Laura? Yes. Dr. Laura says you have no reason to even be dating if you have children. Like it, it, what she means is it's extremely a low priority. Yeah. Like, and by dating is specifically meaning you don't need to bring them into the house. Now. Some people may listen to that and say, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be alone. I understand that. And I'm not condemning you if you did. But you shouldn't be rolling somebody in and keeping them there if you're not planning on keeping them there long term. Okay? Right. Now, if you end up married to that person, well, then you proved yourself right. Yeah. Okay. But in our situation, 
Wyatt's biological mother told him that a man was his father mm -hmm. at seven years old. And he's a good guy. Yeah. She decided she was done with him or some trashy person. Mm -hmm. And she brings the, the birth certificate to Wyatt at seven years old and says, that's not your father. Yeah. And introduces his abuser. Yep. Rolls his abuser into the house and says, this is your new dad. Then a few years go by after that, I get heavily involved in the scenario. And she decides at 12 years old, this is who your real father is. And I want you to meet him. Yeah. Talking about his bio dad. Yep. He got told that three different people were his dad in 12 years. Hmm. How toxic is that? Yeah. Now, listen, I guess I would say jokes on her because he doesn't consider any of those people his dad. Right. Uh, the only one he considered his dad is the first one, which was the one that raised him. Right. And me. Yep. Okay. That, and, and those are just two different men that stood up and raised a kid that wasn't theirs. Yep. Okay. So that is the very example of toxicity. Yep. Running, you know, different men in life and this is new daddy and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. How confusing is that That's to a 7, 12 year old? Yeah. No, she's 100 on the toxic scale. For sure. No, no doubt about it. So <laughs> we, we have some expertise in this area. And and that happened. And, you know, I, we've, we've had to pick up the pieces and help help him overcome all of that. Yes. Um, I'll give you another example out of the same mother. Um, I saw this person stand up in court and accuse her own son of an absolute fabricated lie so that she would look better. Yes. Oh, let's not beat around the bush. She told a judge in a courtroom that he was a drug addict. Hmm. And that's why she had to get rid of him out of her house. Yeah. Wrong. Very wrong. And I wrong. know people listening right now who know Wyatt are going, shut up. Mm. You know good and well he's not. First of all, he's in sports teams and they drug test. Yeah. So good luck with that. Yeah. Second of all, has he thrown down a beer or two? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. He's 17 years old. Um, <laughs> drugs? Are you kidding me? That's the reason his biological father isn't in his life because the man can't right. stay off of drugs. Let me let me ask you this though: When he gonna do all these drugs? Because his room's right next to mine. He has to be home at midnight on the weekends, 10 o'clock on a weeknight. Yeah. He sits down at the family dinner table with us every night. I see him every single day. He's on sports teams. I just want to know, man, is this the sneakiest drug addict in the history of time? Yeah. I don't have to justify that. He's not a drug addict. She knew he wasn't a drug addict. No. But that is a toxic level 100. Mm -hmm. She got tired of parenting him. He started bucking at the manipulation yep. and at his abuser being verbally abusive. And threatening to be physically abusive. And why it finally was like. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not a kid. So catch these hands. <laughs> and they decided that they didn't want to parent him anymore. Which is what happens in this house. By the time these kids hit like 15 or 16. Every single one of them. They're just done parenting them. And they get tired of them. And because these kids grow up. And then they start bucking going. No. 
I don't have to listen to your Well, crap. and one of the worst things for a toxic parent is when their kid is exposed to a real parent. Right. Because then they're like, oh. And this is the same way with, um, I know probably nobody that listens to this podcast is this way, but just in case somebody stumbles across it. Yeah. If any of you jokers are like controlling abusive husbands or boyfriends, mm -hmm. let them meet a real man with a real relationship and you have everything to be worried about. Uh, because they will get a, a sniff of that and they'll be like, that's how it's supposed to be. My man's a joke. Yeah. And that's what people, that's what kids will do if they are exposed to proper, they'll do one of two things. They'll either say, that's correct. What I was raised in was wrong and I'm out. Yep. Or they'll reject the good for the comfort of the bad. Yeah. And, and I, then I you end up with a toxic child who grows Psycho. up to be a toxic parent a toxic um partner in a relationship and there you go there is that cycle this so if you were raised in it you have to make a choice you have to just leave it and leave it behind and just do everything in your power not to take those traits into your adulthood 10 ways to free yourself from toxic parents ready yes one stop trying to please them yeah because you never will you'll never please a toxic person two Set and enforce boundaries. 100%, even with your parents. <laughs> no doubt about it. I got no problem doing it. Grow a pair and remember, you are grown once you are 18. I only ask for permission from my father in heaven and from the woman I'm in covenant Yes. I don't ask, or even my boss, I, I don't ask for permission. Like, even when I go to take off work, yeah. I just put in in the program, I will be off these days. Like, and then they'll send you this thing, well, it was approved. I'm like, I wasn't waiting on it. <laughs> like, I'm living my life. I wasn't waiting on you to approve it. I'm not trying to sound rebellious either. I'm just telling you. When are people going to realize I'm not 16 years old? I am 30 whatever years old nine and I am I am an adult and I answer to God number three don't try to change them no you know why you can't change people you can't change people God can if they'll be changed right if they will be changed yeah. God will be the one to change them yeah you aren't God it's amazing you to can't me. Do it. it's amazing to me how many women Think they're going to change a man and God ain't changed them in 32 years mm -hmm. or 22 years or 46 years. He's still the same joker and God who has the power of the Holy spirit conviction. Mm -hmm. He hadn't even changed them, but you and your two squirts of perfume. Yeah. And spanks. Yeah. You're you going to change him. You, you know, mm -mm. you ain't going to change him. Your kitty cat ain't that fancy. <laughs> if he look, 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 it's amazing to be people who, who marry, who date a tiger, marry a tiger, mm -hmm. and then come gripe to me when the tiger bites. Yeah. That's what you married. Right. Like, why were you expecting a koala bear? Yeah. That's not at all what you married. <laughs> all right. Number four, be mindful of what you share with them. Yes. Stop sharing. Like, if you have toxic parents that are always like, raining on your parade or trying to one-up you, don't give them the information. 
Right. Two blocks from where we live, there is a man who lives in a broken down RV. Mm -hmm. And that man is one of my old friend's father. Mm -hmm. And he used to be, uh, he had a real good career. You wouldn't know that today, would you? No. He uh, used to coach Little League. He was a normal dad. And now he's off the deep end. He, 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 he's, he's a little off. Yeah. And that son doesn't talk to him anymore. I found this out today. Really? Yeah. And the reason that he doesn't is because it was drugs. He chose drugs over his family. He divorced his mom about 10 years ago. He chose drugs. He let his career go. All of this stuff go, and he, he lives in the nastiest broken-down RV you can imagine. Yeah. And lives a life of filth and drugs. And he used to be a very normal human being. I, I, I didn't know that's who that was until today I found out. Wow. And I would never recognize. He's got hair down to his back. I mean, just out of, out of control. Yeah. Why am I saying that? Sometimes you got to cut people off. Was that hard for my friend to cut his dad off? I bet so. But it's a lot less hard for me if I'm watching you hurt my mama. Yeah. <laughs> so there are just some things you don't need to share. You just don't need to share. Uh, number five, just please realize your parents' limitations and work around them if you want to. Yes. You are not obligated to. Right. I think this goes for everybody. And this is something that you, you say all the time, which is some of the best advice but don't expect from people something that they aren't capable of giving that they don't have the capacity to do yes and so if you are dealing with like with Wyatt he can't expect his mom to be loving and biological mom yes biological mom to be loving and nurturing and he can't expect her to show up at all of his sporting events. She's not capable of doing it because it's not her it's wiring not. is off. Like her mom wire is broken. Yeah. And, and you know what? It would give me great joy to see her um, figure that out with yes. the, with the youngest kid that she's got. Yep. He's six. I think so. It would be awesome to watch her come to full restoration. Yeah. And and be who she needs to be. And maybe even down the road later has a healthy relationship with Wyatt. Yeah. That would bless me. That sure. doesn't that doesn't encroach on me. Right. But unfortunately for the time being, you can only expect so much out of someone's capacity. Yep. Yo, you, know, you, you, you anyway. Uh, let me keep going. Number six, always have an exit strategy. Mm. Sometimes you just need to bail out and get away from them. Yeah. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Number seven, accept the fact that you cannot reason with toxic people. Yeah. You'll beat yourself up over it. You'll be like, oh yeah. my gosh, am I not communicating effectively? No, you are. They just cray cray. Yeah. All you can do is pray at that instance. Boundaries and prayer. Yep. Yeah, there's no need to just fight it and argue it out. There's there's no need for it because you're not going to get anywhere. Number eight, 
you don't have to be at your parents' beck and call. Yeah. Oh, I know you say it like that. There's people listening to me right now that if their parents called and said they needed all of their paycheck because they're in a bad spot, or if they need them to drop what they're doing and come to them, these people would lose jobs, lose money, and lose their future, bending over backwards to do for parents who ought to know better. Yep. Now, my parents, on a, on a different note, have been very wise with money and are respectful of my time. Yes. If they call and say, I need you, it is a need. Yeah. I will drop what I'm doing because they are not toxic. And I have confidence that if they say they need me, yeah, they do. Yeah. Because in all these years, have you ever known my mother or father to be like, I need you to stop what you're doing and come here and help me? No. How many times? Never. Never. In fact, they're almost apologetic when they ask me for help. Yeah. And and I don't I, I don't want, I need them to be like that. Right. Like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Do you mind? Maybe in the next six weeks, could you come by and move this? I'm like, Mom, I'll be by tomorrow. Yeah. Like... But she just is so respectful of boundaries. Right. Which I will give my parents that. They do not encroach, and neither do yours. No. Just do not encroach into boundaries. No. It's like, hey, you know, if it's cool with y'all, like, but you have to, like, make sure that that's known about yourself. Yeah. Um, number nine. You are not obligated to spend the holidays with your blood family. Preach. I just cannot get over. And I know somebody's listening that, it, that, that it's you. By the way, I believe there's hundreds of people who listen to this. So oh, yeah. don't feel like I'm talking to you. But there are some of you. And I know some of you by name. And you know who I'm talking to. Man, y'all be going to too many Christmases. I know it's like Christmas Eve. We got to go here and we got to go here and then we got to go here. And then Christmas day, we got to get up and we got to do this. We got lunch here and then we got dinner here. And I'm like, Man. when do you have Christmas with your kids and your husband and just chill? Let, let me tell you how to do just that. Calm down. Let me tell you how to do that. Real simple. Um, hey, mom and dad, we'll be there this year. I don't know about next year. Yeah. Or even like what we would do, um, my grandparents, when they were alive up in Dallas, we would try to do Thanksgiving or Christmas with them. Yeah. Um, because obviously we other. knew they were getting older. And then we would keep, we kept tradition with your parents. Your parents have a Christmas Eve tradition. But they're super flexible on. But also one time we were on the East Coast for that. Oh, yeah. And it didn't happen that year. Yeah. No. And then. Christmas yeah, Day, flexible, yeah, they're super flexible, um, like to do lunch or to do dinner, you know, pretty much whatever we want. And then Christmas Day, we have Christmas here at our, our house. And then if we have time, we will go out and visit my other grandma. And if not, yeah. we'll catch you the next day. Like the days are, it's insane it's how crazy people get. Between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And they don't even get to enjoy it. Going to four and five places in one day. Mm -mm. You got me messed up. Mm -mm. You give me the, the acid reflux running around <laughs> like that. Lastly, take care of yourself. Number 10, take care of yourself. Yeah. 
you do not owe toxic parents anything. And if you feel like you've been victimized in your life by toxic parenting, and you just want to talk to somebody and get some courage, you know, when we used to sit down with our lawyer during that process of fighting for the kids, you would leave the, the law office feeling amazing because yes. you, you talked to someone who had authority and who knew something. Well, let me, let me tell you, we know something about parenting and toxic parenting and unconventional family. And if you just want to chat with somebody or if you want prayer, any of the above to kind of get your courage back and get some direction, I throw it out all the time. Hit me on the text line, 512-845-7986. If you feel more comfortable talking to Amanda, 512-767-0706. I'm going to beat you. That's all right. It is what it is. Send a message on uh, Facebook. Nope. <laughs> or on Instagram. Text Amanda. Call her repeatedly. <laughs> you Just call kidding. me repeatedly and your number's getting blocked. Yeah, that's what happens. Send so, me don't a war text. Not, don't war dial us. Oh my God. No, I will I, I will block you. Even if you are my mama. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you ain't blocking. My mama can call me multiple times until I answer, but she doesn't. But legit, there's like the shortest list in the world of people who can call me back to back and not get blocked. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Literally, and I know this doesn't do any good for uh, for our um, numbers. Literally, maybe two of you listening have that privilege. Yeah. And other than that, you better wrap that thing up in a text. Yeah, how about you don't this? know what I'm doing. I might be, look, I might be reading a Bible story to my kid before bed. I might be making dinner. You might I be might pooping. Be, I might be dropping a deuce. <laughs> I might be at work. I might be having sex. Listen, maybe I should just answer. Maybe I should just answer. That'll teach you. <laughs> I'm not going any deeper into that subject. Let's, let's, let's get to the quotes. All right. Well, I wanted to give the one thing that's going to help people kind of get free. Oh, there you go. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone be in Christ, they're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You don't have to worry about the toxic parents you grew up with. You're in Christ, create a new family, do your family different, and be the new person that Jesus made you. You yes. are not destined to repeat everything your toxic parents did. Yep. You got quotes? Yep. I got one. You want to go first? I have two quotes, actually, that I then, found that then, I really like. Yeah, drop it on me. You give them a taste of their own medicine, then they tell everybody you poisoned them. Well, that's like, that should be like the motto of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me that <laughs> we're I the bad people. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, multiple times in my life, I have had people feel like, as an adult, like I'm the person that they get to poop on. And then mm -hmm. when they get just a skosh of my kickback, just a little of my kickback, they act like I just violently assaulted them. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you are only feeling a partial weight of what the wrath. <laughs> I, I've 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 totally unloaded on somebody a few times. Yeah, and I could think of one time in particular. But anyway, it, it I'm not even trying to be Mr. Tough Guy or anything. I'm just yeah. telling you, like, 
you it's like that quote and i'll just it's not one of my quotes but i'll say it anyway okay people create their own storms and get mad when it rains yeah like you you did this i didn't do this right all right what's your other quote some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family very true yeah very true Oof. all right i got one quote just one since i quoted the bible to be in your children's memories tomorrow, you have to be in their life today. Wow. Yeah. You have to be in their life today. And I have a celebrate you as we get out of here. Oh, and it good. is not an individual, um, but it is every individual who is a parent and you make it to the majority of your kids' extracurricular events. Yeah. I want to celebrate the parents that come to baseball baseball practice. I want to celebrate the, the parents that make it to the ball game. I want to celebrate the parents that show up early to the choir rehearsal. I want to celebrate the parents that um, that get their kids to youth group on Wednesday. I want to celebrate the parents that um, set aside some of their wants and desires to make sure their kids have what they need. Yeah, Participatory parents tend to not be as toxic. Yes. Unless they're living vicariously through their child, but that's a whole I another can of worms. I had a man at work. I told him, I said, man, doggone it. They shifted my son's game to 10 o'clock from you know 5 o'clock. And crap. Yeah. He said, no, that's nothing, man. I never get to go to my kids' games because I'm always working. Now, he's the VP. Yeah. So I know he works like a lot of extra hours and stuff. Yeah. And it just hit me. It, it wasn't even a hard hit me. It just hit me softly. Oh, well, then I'm not ever going to do that job. Right. And I could, I hope he's not listening. If you are, I, I really do like working for you, but you need to know I could do your job. Yeah. But I'm not going to if it means I can't go. No. Did my kids baseball. You've got 18 years. I mean, as far as sports go, you probably only have. And. Maybe 13 if they start at yeah. T-ball and go all the way through. Yeah. You can be VP after they graduate. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. So. Um, but I just want to, my hat is off to, to, to the parents that make it to your kids' stuff. But let me just reassure you that they will be looking for you. They may not act like it, but it matters that somebody's there. Yes. There's a kid that Wyatt plays sports with, and I'm not going to name this kid, but his parents don't come to anything. Mm. But he kind of looks up to me. Yeah. And every time I'm there, I make it a point to holler over there. Um, I, I say, hey, and I say his last name. Yeah. Let's just say his last name is McCutcheon. Not obviously. Right. Okay? McCutcheon. And he looks at me, he gets a big smile, and he points at me. Yeah. And I'm just letting him know that I'm not just there to watch Wyatt, I'm there to watch you. Yeah. Because why Why would you not? Why would you not participate? Well, Jason, you know, people have things going on. Have less going on then. Yes. You know what I am convinced of? And this, this next statement is probably going to upset somebody. But 
poop in one hand. And no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but it probably will upset somebody. Ready? I am convinced that approximately 50% of parents didn't really want to be parents. And they spend perpetually 60, 70, 80% of their lives just fitting their kids into their life. Yeah. Well, that's not the way it works. No. And you, you will, you're, you yourself will be in some way a toxic parent if that is the philosophy you come from. Yep. You want to be like that or do you want to be, you know, a healthy parent that kids can look up to? Yeah. What was my quote? If you want to be in their memories tomorrow, you have to be in their lives today. Yeah. My kids will never say, oh, man, my old man didn't really make it to my stuff. Yeah. No, they won't. No. They, they, I, could stop, I could stop going right now. And they wouldn't be able to say they it. They wouldn't be able to say <laughs> it. Because we've already been to so much. But anyway, yeah. I hope you got something out of that today. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, we're right at about an hour, so let's cut it down and let's uh, let's get out of here. We got a few more sleeps to see you again. I think Monday we need to do a marriage Monday. I I was thinking that because I think we've done like what three motivations. Yeah. 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 Tune in Monday for Marriage Monday. We'll have something for you on that. Yep. Don't forget to text if you're wanting to come to the backyard bash. And um, don't war dial if you need something. Shoot a text. And uh, y'all have a good rest of the week. Have Peace. a fantastic weekend. We will see you on Monday. I'm out. Chasing payment on my own. Because you're here to stay every night and day. I'm delighted because I got you.